welcome to the Forgettable Half Hour. My name's Jason, and of course I'm joined, as I'm every week, by you, Megan. Because <laughs> you're stuck with me. Because <laughs> we're going to living in the one house, and yeah, this is us. This is our podcast, which we call loosely a bit of a whine and a whinge to decompress life as a carer for a loved one living with dementia. And as is customary in these podcasts, we actually have a glass of wine. Yeah. I must admit, we've actually, we're just carrying on the glass of wine we had at dinner. It's taking me a really long time to drink this glass <laughs> of wine. Not, I'm kind of ready for a top-up. I've been going since 6 p.m. I've had this glass of wine. <laughs> You're just a long sipper. I am, especially Because red. it's a red. Mm. Um, and we're drinking a Grant Burge Hillcott from the Barossa. It's a Merlot 2018, and it's pretty cheeky. I like it. Mm, it's nice. Yeah. Now, today in Episode 7... We're going to talk about, well, we're going to title this episode Missing in Action. And that probably sounds a little bit weird, but I guess there's a, a lot of pieces of this story that go missing <laughs> in action in different ways. And of course, you know, we, we picked this particular title because it's, um, or topic because it's something that we've experienced this week. And generally, the nature of these podcasts is we find something that's happened to us as a household in the past seven days. And then we reflect on it uh, on a Sunday night, as we're doing now. And, uh, have this chat with you guys and you'll tune in for some reason. Thank you. This is about what happens when a member of the family or a couple of members of the family, i.e. you or me or the kids, leave the house. How does that affect Oma and how does that affect her ability to get a grip on what she does day to day in the house? Mm. So Megs, kick us off with how our week started this week and why we want to talk about missing in action. Well, it's Easter school holidays here in New South Wales in yep. Australia. So the kids have had two weeks off and um, Artie, our, our six-year-old son, on Sunday went home with mum and dad mm. to stay with them for a week because they love doing lots of little things together and it means they can, you know, head into Sydney and catch the ferry and do things like the zoo and, and beautiful, um, you know, school holiday stuff. Loves it. The sort of stuff we can't do. Yeah. The, the, the sort of things we can't do one-on-one -on -one with him because of our situation. Yeah, because of work and yeah. Omer and, you know, all of the above. So mm. Artie left on Sunday, had a lovely couple of days with mum and dad, and then I drove down on Wednesday and joined him with Evie. Mm -hmm. So Omer was – she uh, – she gets pretty perplexed, especially when Artie leaves because he's, he's quite a big part of her day. Yeah. So she was a little bit perplexed as – for him leaving, she wanted to know where he was. Yeah, well, she gets – it's strange when Artie goes, she kind of – she doesn't understand how one of our children can just leave the house. Yeah, yeah. Like she doesn't – because she doesn't remember necessarily the context of your parents, yeah. even though your parents come here a lot. Mm. She kind of doesn't the, – the missing pieces don't align that he's staying with them. So yeah. she can't picture that and understand that. Then, of course, when you go – uh, to join him uh, at your parents' house, that throws Omer in a bit of a tailspin because I think from the top of it, I think she initially thinks that there's something wrong between us. Yeah, possibly. Like, I think she thinks that there's some tension between you and I and maybe you've had, you know, you've had to leave the house or I don't know, that's the kind of vibe I get from mm. her, that sort of confused sort of state. And then uh, that then turns into this real state of vulnerability where – she thinks all of a sudden that I'm completely, completely incapable of looking after myself mm. and like that I need help with everything from her. She like, reverts back to that mothering role. 
Yeah, like like you're a child again, and yeah. she has to look after you like like you're a child. Yeah, she forgets I'm 49. She thinks I'm back to 14. Yeah. yeah what what happened when I? Because I left on the Wednesday afternoon. What happened after I left? For a start, she she gets very worried when she sees that there's one less car in the driveway because yeah. she's constantly scanning the windows all day long, walking back and forth. And when she sees there's one car missing in the driveway, then that straight away puts her caution radar on. And she wants to know where that person's gone and when they'll be back. And in this case, because you weren't coming back straight away, I had to say, well, you know, and you'd obviously said goodbye to her Mm. and told her yourself. But I had to just continually remind her, like, probably every 40 minutes that that's correct, you're not here and Megan's not coming back today. She'll be back end of the week with Artie. And then, of course, that then starts a whole the, the, the checklist of questions from Omar on my welfare, which mm. is kind of cute. But then she's like, oh, but what are you doing for, for your dinner tonight? And what do you do you have to sleep on, in, on your own? And do you, um, oh, you've got no one in the house, then it's quiet. So, well, no, I've still got Levi here. I've still got, you know, mm. there's still activity in the house. We've still got family here. I'm still busy. Still yeah. busy and I've still got things to do. Yeah, but she kind of just thinks that all of a sudden it's that, you know, mm. that worthlessness. And here's the, what I find is a real funny thing is when you're home day to day, she tends to forget your name a lot. Yeah. So she'll refer to you as that lady or that woman. And yet when you are at your parents' house, she all of a sudden knows your name crystallises in her memory and she's dropping your name every, you know, every time that buzzer goes, she's dropping your name in the conversation. Yeah, it's so bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird the way her mind yeah. works in that sense yeah. and what triggers that. So, of course, that then started the whole cascade cascade, and, you know. We haven't even had time to um, really chat about this, but, like, was there a lot of anxiety associated yeah. with it as well? Yeah. 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 And in particular then in me going in and trying to keep her routines in place, like mm. her, you know, having – a beautiful cup of soup that you've made pre-prepared for her for lunch mm. as part of her new diet regime where she, she can't eat solids and she needs to eat soft or pureed foods. So she can't prepare those because she's incapable of remembering, remembering new procedures and new recipes, mm. as you know. So, you know, you, you've been good enough to prepare for her a week's worth of fresh soups. And um, so, you know, that starts at that. You know, it start, well, it actually starts before that. It starts when I take her a coffee in the morning. She just finds it really strange that, oh, well, Megan's not home for and, coffee. And, and the little one. And so the, the very little one. little one. So Evie not being there. Yeah. So just sitting down at the cafe, you know, that's kind of the conversation is where mm. are you guys mm. and why aren't you here having coffee? And then it's, oh, will we bring Megan a coffee back? Will we bring her a coffee home? So no, no, Megan's not home. She's in Sydney. She's mm. not here, you know. And then lunchtime, similar sort of thing, but then it's just, oh, who are you going to have lunch with? I said, well, you know, that's right. I, I have my own lunch um, in my time, but I eat a little bit later than you do. And, again, that's replicated dinner time too, dinner time going in and helping her with a meal. Then that's that whole notion of, you know, oh, but you're on your own. Who are you going to eat with? Why don't you eat with me? Then I'm saying, yeah, but I've still got Levi and I don't eat dinner at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so it's just this compounding, you know, of, mm. of continually having to reconfirm yeah. uh, uh, what's going on and, and uh, uh, you know, and we get that. We understand that that's part of yeah. what this is, but it's really interesting in how that manifests because what's your experience when I go away? So you went away for a week back in January. You went away with Levi. Yeah. Um, 
on a little a little trip out west. Which I think we mentioned in the last podcast Possibly. or the one before that where yeah. we were talking about we, we can't unfortunately do you know, family getaways together anymore mm. because Omer doesn't enjoy going away from home for mm. more than a day or more than mm. half a day really. So we need to base everything at home. So we, we kind of divide our resources in the family. So we split our holidays up between yeah. mum and dad, <laughs> you and I, and the kids, Separate and they each me. get a different turn. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, you went away for about a week mm-hmm. in January. But previous to that, I mean, previous to COVID, previous to lockdown, you used to go away quite often. For work, and you, yeah. yeah, for work. And you would be out of – you would be at the office every single day yeah. uh, till quite late and and you would you would uh, travel domestically very mm. often. Mm. But since – COVID and since we've been in the house, you know, 24-7, yeah, yeah you, just that week away, it didn't seem to um, make a difference to her. She, <laughs> she didn't miss me. She it's not that me. she didn't miss you. It's just that she, she didn't even ask. Like she didn't, didn't ask. Notice, I guess. I don't think she didn't notice. Which, I, is kind of, which I, I, I think wanna... is actually good for her but it's horrible for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I you I? must feel so... Uh, it was bizarre because she just maybe it was because like and that's why I prefaced with you used to be you know in the office all the time or, mm. or you did you did travel a lot but yeah it just it, it didn't it didn't muck her up like she wasn't and and that's sort of that's how you were saying previously uh, she, she you feel like she mothers you mm. and that she prepares dinner for you and puts a plate out for you and are you going to be okay, Jace? Yeah. Yeah, none of that for me because I'm so amazing. But yeah, but I think she also looks at you as another mother figure. Yeah, so, I think so. she thinks you know. Well, you've clearly got that in hand because you're a mother. So, mm. but f- see, going, I think that probably kicks back to her her mm. cultural background, mm. her you know generation, generation, yeah, ethnicity, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, like it was the mother's role to do the the cooking and the preparation of and routines m- and meal time in the house, and mother was at home. Yeah, mum was at home. So if I'm not at home, how, do, how does the how house, does house function? function? Yeah, which Just, clearly I ask all the time too because I don't know how this house functions without you home either. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, a, a male being out of the house, I, I guess if we're if we're bringing her back to that, a lot of her memories and stuff are about her being a teenager and, and yeah. an adolescent. Then it, it's not unusual for a man not to be around. So mm. yeah, just odd though. Like, doesn't even ask where you are and then you walk in the door and like hey we've been away and she's like yeah so anyway um it's just kind of crickets it's like a blink yeah, yeah. like it just she blinked and you're back yeah yeah mm, so there's a, there's a beauty and a torture to that i guess the the good side is well she didn't miss you mm. the horrible and thing I is she didn't miss me <laughs> but i didn't have to feel but deal with you know any extra anxiety yeah yeah so you don't you don't get any of that you don't get any uh kind of ramifications of me no. not being here and her questioning and her there's no change of routines to how she acts with you when I'm not here no yeah that's thank, interesting thank god because I've got two children and you're you know away yeah. but yeah yeah I think the other thing that I find really interesting between our dynamic you and me is and this happens whether one of us has been away f- from the house for an hour or whether you've been away for a day or two days since you come back it's the like you want to kind of put on a face of hey no everything's good everything's fine I'm really strong and I was doing really well, but as soon as the other person walks in the door, it's kind of like when can I just quickly get that download? <laughs> like how where, do I have to wait a minute? 
Do mm-hmm. I have to wait 15 minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. before you do the, the check-in? And you kind of, I find myself, I've got to catch myself not just giving you the download <laughs> as soon as you walk in the door and say, okay, this is what you did today. This is what happened yesterday. This is blah, blah, blah. And go through the whole motions mm-hmm. and then fill you in on all the stuff you really didn't need to be across. But, but I had to offload because I've had no one else to chat. Yeah, and I'm about. the only one that would yeah. understand what you're saying. Yeah. But we both do that, I noticed. You do the same yeah. with me. Pre-COVID, I used to do that a lot with you too. Yeah. I find it, it's also interesting, just your reflection there on thinking about the whole, the role of mother figures and father figures in the house from her generation. Mm. You know, to think that we've closed our work office and scaled down our business and have, you and I have both effectively been working part-time from our home office now for a good, what, four months probably? Four, five months? Yeah. And yet, when I go and see her on a typical – like if we've gone out for coffee and come back home again and I walk her up to a granny flat and I get to walk away, then she will be like, oh, you're off to work. You're going to work, are you? Like yeah. thinking I'm leaving the house again. Yeah, and I'm like, I haven't totally... been out of the house for far, four months, Mum. I'm here every day. I'm in the next room. You know, when you ring the buzzer, I'm there within 10 seconds. I'm here all the time. Mm. But she doesn't – that doesn't land with her. It hasn't registered. No, 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 you're totally right. She does do that. She completely does that. Mm. I'd be really keen to know from our listeners whether anyone out there actually has a similar experience in your caring role. Does your loved one that you're looking after have different responses or different ways of remembering or or filling in the gaps and coping when either of you know a a different member of the household leaves do they treat that person differently or does their their situation and their behavior change differently depending on the person that's left we really keen to know that because i've never been able to ask other people that yet i haven't heard anything about that before no no Mm. no no. i'd be keen to hear that too we are saying this with the full knowledge that you know every single person's journey with dementia is completely different and you know all that we're able to comment on is our particular perspective and our journey with dementia with with my mum with Oma there's so many different colors and shades of this out there that we're unaware of but that we can learn from as well hopefully what what about some of the um the things we've tried to counteract what about FaceTime calls I mean we we obviously do employ FaceTime calls Mm. when the other person's away to yeah. stay in touch with Oma. Yeah, I still don't know if she really understands how that works. I don't think she gets it all because I've done so many screen grabs of FaceTime calls yeah. and I don't think she understands no, what's she, happening on the screen. No, she wouldn't be able to understand because it's it's the internet. Like she, mm. do, she doesn't know what that is. But um, at the same time, I think she still understands it enough to recognise who's on the other end. She she interacts with the other person on the other on the other end. Um, especially if it's the kids or yeah. you know how we use the couple of um, photos. So when we're having dinner with Omar, mm. when when we help to prepare her meal and we sit with her and practice mindful eating, we use a bunch of the, um, what are they called, Polaroids that are yeah. sitting on her dining table and we talk about the people in the Polaroids. Mm. So, I mean, there'd be no, no harm in just um, – well, like you said, like think about the way she uses Opa, so her her late husband's mm. photo. There's a beautiful picture of him next to the television and she talks to him all day long. Yeah. All day long about anything and everything, whinging, happiness, 
Yeah. Tiredness, you know, everything. Yeah. You know, I guess we've been talking about what happens when one of us has gone for a, like a day or more. But I think what I want to sort of close on is even in a smaller time space, we manipulate the truth around where someone is sometimes. So, you know, her bedtime routine, you know, going to bed, she's fixated on somewhere between, you know, 20 to 8 and 10 to 8 in the evening, she will press the call buzzer and stand at the top of the stairs and wait for us to come and say goodnight to her every single night, which is beautiful. It's Mm. lovely. However, occasionally, um, you know, you might be in with Evie or Artie. They might have just woken up um, and so you might be in settling them down or I might be in the shower or, Mm. you know, something happens time-wise or we're on a phone call or whatever and that person's not here. And she's quite okay as long as we explain and say, oh, look, you know, Megan's, you know, uh, in with the kids at the moment, one of them just woke up. So I'll say goodnight for you. She's fine with that. She's fine with that. But if I was to turn around and say, oh, Megan's not home, mm. Megan's away, she'd be like, oh, where is she? And I don't want to get in that anxiety before bed. So I know that even when you aren't here for a couple of days, for bedtime stuff, I just say to her, oh, yeah, Megan's in with the kids or she's having a shower. Yeah. Just to stop any kind of – Yeah. Do you use any of that sort of stuff yourself? Well, I know we've used um, pre, uh, sort of pre-COVID when we could leave the house together as a family and leave her on her own. Uh, we would say things that made sense to her as yeah. to why we left. So rather than saying we're going out for a meal with friends um, and that she's not included in that, we used to, you know, spin that a little bit and say we were going to go and have fish and chips and because she is so unbelievably allergic to seafood and mm. she knows that it's like that's a deal part of every her. She cell in her yeah. part of every cell in her body she knows that she's allergic to fish mm. then she's like oh god couldn't come with you yeah um or we say we're going for a swim in the ocean yeah because she's scared of water yeah so i mean that's where and i know the first couple of times we did that we felt horrible oh, cuz we just absolutely. blatantly lying to your mother about where you're going. I, and I can't believe as a 49-year-old I still need to tell my mother where I'm going when I leave the house. <laughs> it's not over. <laughs> it's, it's, not not over. over. <laughs> it's not over. But as you just said, it makes sense in her world yeah. and it, it gives her logic yep. that she can understand without questioning and, and having extra anxiety, yep. which I think is important. Yeah. And I don't think we're alone in that. I think that a no. lot of people listening to this would be using the same creative narratives that make sense to the to the person, to your loved one that's living with dementia, to their world. What makes sense to them? That's how we need to speak. I love that phrase you just used, creative narrative, because, that, that, yeah, that's what it was. It was like a mm. like a story, story we had to spin that made sense to her in a way that was going to make her okay. Now, just for the record, I don't do any of that on you, babe. <laughs> I never spin you stories about where I'm going or what I've done or what neither, I've purchased. Neither does our six-year-old son. Never. 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 Always the truth. Mm-hmm. Always mm-hmm. the truth. And I think that's a lovely point to wrap up on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You know, if you've got ideas and suggestions, again, please jump on our Facebook page, Oma's Applesauce, find the Facebook post for this particular uh, podcast and leave a comment and let us know. Um, what your ways of coping with this are. Or just the, the, the stories around what your experience is, I'd love to know. Yeah, mm. let's get some of those journeys up there and get some of that conversation going because the more we talk about this, the more we demystify and de uh, babble the conversation and understanding of, 
what dementia is and what it looks like and what it's like to live that experience as well. You've been listening to the beautiful Megan. <laughs> She's just ready for bed now. You are really tired. You've had a big day. My dressing gown. You're ready to go to bed. <laughs> Finish your red wine, brush your teeth, off to bed. Um, <laughs> you've been listening to Megan and myself, Joseph Van Genderen. Until next time, please remember to be kind for your loved one, but also be super kind to yourself because you need to be in a good space to do what you do every day. Bye for now. Forgettable Half Hour is a podcast production by Omer's Applesauce Productions, copyright 2021.